Hi guys, welcome to episode 11 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Today I have a special guest joining me, Tyran Foster. Oh, Tyran, is that what you want to call you? Tyran Foster. Uh, what's, what's, what, are you, well, what would you like to be introduced well, as? Well, my <laughs> government is pretty long, but um, my brand name is Tyran Marquise. Everyone just calls me Ty, so just okay. call me Ty. I have to Ty keep it on today, just to keep it simple, Tyran Marquise. I'm going to make sure we put all of his uh, contact info in the show notes and we'll, we'll yell it out again towards the end of the episode so you guys can keep up and keep in contact with him so this episode is going to be called my fashion life so i'm going to talk a little bit about how like me and tyran met well i'm gonna call you ty yeah ty i feel like we met when we was practicing for that uh we met um that show what show yeah was it was, that? That was uh oh i can't remember what show it Wait, was what is it called because she do it every year was it uh circus of sin Yes, yes. Circus of Sin. Circus of Sin. Circus of Sin. Whose who show was that? What's her Alicia, name? Alicia. Yes, yes. Yeah. Circus Alicia's. of Sin. I think we met when we were doing fittings. When we were doing fittings. Yes, absolutely. that's correct. Yes. And, and, and um, you stood out because of your accent. I knew you wasn't from New York. <laughs> Don't I always? <laughs> yeah, I knew you wasn't from New York, but you was... Um, uh, yeah, aesthetic stood out to me, and you was just hard worker. You was just into what you had to do. And um, I'm always in love with someone who, who's in love with sewing. And you, I think you either had a machine with you or a needle and thread. <laughs> I was you on was it. sewing. You was doing everything that you had to do. Um, so it was definitely dope seeing someone, you know, of the same color with the same worth ethic as you. Uh, you know, it's it's hard running into hardworking people on the scene. You know, who's also the same color as you. So it's always good. Oh. Thank always you. good thank you always good i was attracted to your aesthetic too i'm like because oh, i never see i love i like creative shit yeah like things that like nobody else are doing it always is like mind-blowing to me when Definitely. i see stuff that people i'm like damn i ain't never seen that before because we do see a lot of the same things out in the industry everyone does it differently but yeah. we do see like a lot of the same stuff and yeah. i was like oh shit yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, I always like try to put. Stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I always try to put people like you know, foot and necks, you know. But I definitely mm-hmm. try to. I, I tend to like merge a lot of like trends, merge a lot of like errors. I'm in love with design, and um, I mean, I, further into the discussion, I guess you guys will better understand like how I get my niche, how I got my aesthetic. How I got started, because I feel like all we gonna of that. We're going to jump right in right yeah, now. So, yeah, yeah, you could already go in and tell us how you got started in fashion and then just kind of, like, discuss your background and all well, that stuff. Well, um, okay. Well, like I said, my name is um, Ty. My government name is Tyran. Um, my brand's name is Tyran Marquise Collections. Marquise is my middle name. Um, and I started from my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather was a tailor for about 50 some more years, I want to say. His name was Lindsey Simmons. Um, he tailored for uh, Jackie Wilson, James Brown, um, yes. and he had a tailoring shop in the area where I'm from. I'm from Jamaica, Queens. Um, another, like, um, at the time, it was very affl- affluent um, neighborhood. Um, you had, like, a lot of... Um, People of like wealth of color, like you know, my grandfather serviced a lot of people in. Um, I want to say like the industry as far as like music, a lot of uh, 
And he taught you political how to people, and he taught me how to sew. My grandma um, taught me how to sew. So I was around three, four years old, picking up needles in the shop, learning how to sew by hand. Mm-hmm. I learned how to hem pants, um, and then it was actually a, a woman named Mary who worked in the back of the shop. She was his head seamstress, and she just taught me everything she knew. And another guy named Brooke Benton Jr., who's Father is Brooke Benton. Another, I'm just throwing names out there because I feel like you know it's Black History Month. And oh yeah, oh yeah, I know yeah, people oh, yeah. are gonna, <laughs> you know, we like to run receipts on people so you can Google everything that I'm saying. Facts. Brooke Benton was like another prominent um, musician who um, also was from Queens, and his son helped me too. Um, and later on, I want to say when I was in high school. Um, I also went to school for performing arts. I danced uh, just oh. as much as I sold. So um, I used to make dance costumes. And um, later on, Instagram got popular, I want to say, around like six years now. Mm-hmm. And that's when girls were doing like, you know, all the uh, love and hip hop was becoming popular. And Facts. all these girls was making dresses and I knew how to do it already. So I was like, let me just see what I can do. And what happened was... Rihanna went somewhere and basically how I got started um I just would take like an outfit from someone who I loved and literally recreate it and put it side by side and I started getting hits on Instagram and people would pick me up for shows and you know I later branched and became an LLC um I did Brooklyn Fashion Week um I went to school for design too later on Art Institute so I can learn how to really get that hands-on experience i believe this is like one fault if i can like you know i want to like jot gyms today and like principles i feel like us as african americans we are always willing to say like we're talented in this we're dope in this but we never um sacrifice the time and actually sit down and train ourselves correctly you know go to school learn obtain degrees um get those jobs that we need to get through get you know the hands-on experience that really solidifies us and so so I I refuse to be a designer you know even though I was um you know in the hood or whatnot however you want to call it I didn't want to be just taking people's money and winging it out whatever aesthetic they did in the industry I wanted to do the same with my brand in the neighborhood and I think I've been you know pretty good you know you know (laughs) you've been doing that you know so that's that's really it and now you know i have my business that i'm trying to handle and at the same time now i'm a personal shopper stylist for bloomingdale's 59th street yes i have a friend that works there too but she works in a thindy shop oh okay dope i probably know her i probably probably know her i think i do know who jamie is yes 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 i do know jamie (laughs) jamie helps me a lot um at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my girl. All right. So let's talk about, like, what do you feel is missing from the fashion industry? And how does, like, your brand fit into that niche? Um, I would say, um, I guess, keeping that, that same, like, old school style, you know, like, I, I'm always, I would say, like, what sets me apart, I, I keep my same you know, classic things that I learned. So that same tailoring aesthetic, those same old school cuts, 
you know, those fit and flared tailored dresses, those um, Jackie O looks or, you know, those Brooks Brothers Armani suits. So I tend to always marry that in my like collection. My collection is very tailoring based. So I feel like having someone who's still like McQueen, like when you think of McQueen, right. McQueen always kept that, you know, old school Victorian or like tailored history in his garments. Like, you know, Facts. it's like, you know, uh, handmade or, you know, tailored quality. So I, I try to keep that same love like in all my collections, whatever I'm doing, whatever, if it's like a prom gown for someone or a custom piece for someone's birthday, I always try to like marry that tailor aesthetic. So I feel like definitely keeping, you know, what we started off with um, and and then evolve it. You know, you don't always have to create things. Right. I feel like, you know, you there's- can update things. Yeah, you can yeah. update it, you can evolve it. You know, so you always need that person who's carrying, like, I, I guess, like, the fashion timeline. So someone who's really, like, you know, always marrying those aesthetics, those those trends that we know and love from, like, the 50s, the 60s, putting them all together. Because, I mean, it's coming back anyway. Yeah. And you know? They always so, say history repeats itself every decade. So, like, the 30s is just like the 50s. The 20s is just like the 40s. Definitely. Like, every, you know, and, and, and it's always, like, one or two changes, but you can always tell where it came from mm -hmm. and you know like you know even like the suit i had on today like when i designed this i put like probably like three suits into one that i loved mm -hmm. and um saw that my grandfather you. did yeah you know thanks <laughs> so you know i always try to do that and 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 never afraid i'm never afraid to to look different or stand out i feel like that's always been me since day one you know if i'm going to be the guy in a room with a cape on i'll be a guy in a room with a cape on or Facts. with a weird suit or weird color weird print i think everyone knows that about ty whether it's like at work whether it's at a fashion show for my own brand like i'm always gonna stand out and really like you know come and like demand attention but a good attention wait is that pin pocket built in which one? That this one? one? No, that's no, no, no. That's a pen. Yeah, you got the pocket pen. on the sleeve. Though. I put a pocket on yes, the sleeve I, I instead have to turn, of the lapel. I got to turn my camera around. You for know, that and I got that from. Um, and that's so dope. Instead of having it right here on your chest, you got yeah, it like, like on the I sleeve, like something different. And I actually got that from. Um, where did I get this from? Okay, so um, there was this guy who, um, he was a tailor for, uh, I believe, New Edition back in the day. And this was his aesthetic. And I saw it when um, they came out with the movie and I noticed something different. I was like, I need to put this on a suit. Like, this is hey. dope. Nobody <laughs> else is doing it. So that's literally why, you know, I did it. So just, you know, something different that I always like to, you know, switch it up with instead of just doing something that's expected. For sure. I, feel, I ain't never seen that like that. I watched the movie when you paying attention. So yeah, like, yeah. And if you go back, I'm telling yeah. you, you'll see it. They had the handkerchief in the pocket, and not, you know, and the same material was um, what Ralph had on at the end. It's called like Dupliani silk, and it's hilarious because my teacher, when I was in school, she's like, I love, Sup I love silk Dupliani. Yeah, I did like one of my first dresses and garments too in silk Dupliani. That bitch gave me hell the first time. Yeah, but I did it. Yeah, and you know, like, and and you know, that's an old school like fabric. Like mm -hmm. my mom's prom dress was in Dupliani. Like you know, so <laughs> again, something that I took from before, brought it back. Married it to I don't now. I that much no more, though. You know, ho hopefully I'll make it a trend. Who right. knows? 
And Who like, knows? You guys saw it first. Yeah. <laughs> you, you saw it I first here, you know? Yeah, it. for sure. I think it's way easier to work with than like regular soap, too. Yeah, for sure. Because it has a hand to it. It has weight to it. Mm-hmm. It has texture. And it looks real interesting, too. Like, it's something, you know, from afar, it'll stand out. Right. And when you, you get up close. Feel too. Right. But mm-hmm. when you get up close, you see, like, the texture in it. So it's a dope fabric. It's yeah. really something the, dope. I think the dress that I did was the first dress I ever did with boning. It was strapless. Oh, it for sure. Boning. Yep. It had three legs. Had that lining, it had the inner like structure, and it had the silk to be on it. It took me all damn semester. yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Anything with boning is intense, girl. Intense, intense. All right. So, so far, what challenges do you feel like you face being in the industry? Um, I would say two major challenges that I um one being African American. And two, no one ever really like talks about this. I feel like this is like a lost topic. I'm I'm a straight dude on the scene, you know. Um, so it's very hard. I feel like I, I have like a double with me. People assume, you know, like guys who's on the scene, you know, are normally, you know, and it's not to judge them. I'm never the type of person. I have a lot of friends who live their life and that lifestyle. I'm not, you know, someone to put judgment on you. But, you know, just like, you know, with with women and, you know, doing anything else, you have different types of people that do different types of things. And actually, my family originated, um, we, we migrated here from the West Indies. And if you know anything about the West Indies, you know, over there, overseas, you have men who are tailors. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's unheard of. You come over here, people just assume, like, okay, you're in fashion, you're gay. Right. So, you know, I always have to... Where are you from in the West Indies? Barbados. Oh, I went yeah. there for my birthday yeah. for the first time. Dope. How did I went, you like I it? I loved it. I went there by myself for really? 10 days, and I loved everything It's beautiful. I mean, it. no one really, I stayed like, in St. James. I mean, for example, I would say, like, a lot of people always, you know, Jamaica or, you know, one of the more popular. But if you want to go somewhere and, and wind down mm-hmm. beautiful food, the people are so polite. Um, when it's like a that, very, Jamaican people. Yeah, they it's mean. a very welcoming <laughs> environment. Like, you feel homely mm-hmm. there, you know. So that's where my family um, originated from. And actually, one of my aunts married in uh, a gentleman from Africa. He's from Gambia. Oh, nice. um, and he's another gentleman who taught me how to tailor, too, later on in life. But, you know, just another example. So I feel like I'm always not proving myself, but... Um, you feel like you're faced with that like stigma though. That, yeah, like, just you because know, you're like, a man, you have with, to be yeah, homosexual. Just assume, a man in you know? fashion, you feel like you got to be homosexual. Right, right, right. You know, and and I mean, it's nothing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with defining odds. Right. You know, by yeah. all and means. You come, but you, and I like you comfortable in your skin. Like yeah, I'm, I'm aware, very comfortable. I'm aware what I want to wear. And just because I'm, very... I'm in fashion doesn't mean that I'm a homosexual. Exactly. This is what I do. And I you think, know? and and I would say honestly, what has helped me really. Um, coexist or be comfortable who I am. Like I said, I grew up dancing, performing arts. I was always cultured, you know, and I feel like being whoever you are, whatever you do, you know, whether it's, you know, in, the, in you know, uh, a professional industry, you know, singing, acting, dancing, or something as simple as, you know, be comfortable who you are, you know, don't right. allow people to change you, you know, don't allow, you know, you, you some people I feel like think, because they're doing something, you now have to carry yourself that way. I never thought that. You know, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be Tyran and remain to be Tyran. And um, 
as I got older, whatever, you know, that evolved into, I just let it, you know, happen. Um, but I, I do believe it's, it's kind of hard, you know. Um, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, uh, uh, I, I would honestly say, and I, and I think me and my girlfriend says this as a joke all the time. I thought she was bringing her. Um, she had to go and um, sing out. My girlfriend's a, a singer, so she had to go and um, with the pastor of my church, who's actually her uncle, go right. out and be there. So um, gotcha. that's why she isn't here. But trust me, she would have been here. But it's just, you know, a joke I always have. If I was gay, I'd probably make it further. Mm-hmm. Um, you think so? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, like sometimes, no, no, sometimes, sometimes, you, you know. You think if you was gay that they would, you would be more accepted in the I would industry? be more accepted. Really? You know, um, sometimes. I, I don't know. Like, it's it's a question that that is always in the back of my mind. Um, or I would say, like, you know, I have to carry my... I can't come off so, you know, stern or so harsh or so masculine. Not saying that's my personality anyway, because I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a rough around the edges type of guy. I never was, you know. Um, I'm, I'm always nice. I'm always polite, you know. So, I, I yeah, it's just... It's a catch-22, you know. It, it comes with being, you know in you know any type of situation for example i guess you know if i was a female and you know i was a certain type of model and you know people would assume you know if i'm posing and bathing suits all the time maybe i'm i'm a frisky risky type of girl gotcha. you know but behind closed doors i may be cool calm collective to myself you know it's it's a face that i put on you know right. like that to just really you know go but i really sometimes i think about that i'm not going to lie to you guys like Black being one, two, being not being straight, gay, not that being is gay is, is you know really something and I, annoying as shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> don't it's like annoying. That at all. It's annoying because it's two things you can't change. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I can't change the color of my skin, right. and I'm now not going to act a certain way to be accepted. That's just crazy, you know. So it's just something that, you know, I just, I'm learning. Now I feel like that I'm almost thirty. It's whatever. Like right. you, you, you get what How you old get. Are you? I'm twenty eight. Oh, yeah, I so you, um, you don't look older than that, but I just assume because he's so mature. Good black don't I just, crack. <laughs> I know that's you right. You know, so um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, those two things, those those two things, I would say everything else is fine. You know, like coming from the hood, that fine. Um, you know, uh, never having having limited resources and having to make something out of it, fine. All that stuff is easy. You know, it's it's the stuff that I feel like you can't change. That is always the hardest, like right. those type of obstacles that are always like, you know, up in our face. That's getting on our nerves, getting in our nerves rather. You know, these these people on my line right now is getting on my nerve. Really, this lie. Really, those are the engineers that walk past in the background for all you nosy motherfuckers. <laughs> they be like, who is those people? Oh then, gosh. Then I got another motherfucker here talking about. So can he call in? I don't got nothing to do with fashion. He just like <laughs> want to be in the room and want to talk shit to me. He just like, want to call. Right. Like no, call if in and anything, not say guys, nothing. ask the questions on the live, right. and then maybe ask we can answer them. Ask questions and I can answer them. Right. The y'all end, about to get on my nerves. If we have some extra time. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> right. I'm like, if you got a question, ask a question. If you want to chime in, chime in. Y'all worried about what's going on in the background, mind y'all business. Okay? <laughs> Hilarious. Right. I got a question. A- ask your question. I'm asking Tyrant his next question. So, what are the, your thoughts towards the use of blackface and luxury European brands, as we've seen this past week? Um, yeah, and Gucci diversity ad. in the corporate sectors, like... Eh. Um, well, for one, what comes, about it. what comes to mind as soon as you say that was like probably like the most recent post 
I put on my Instagram page was that Gucci uh, sweater ad that they did, Absolutely. which really was upsetting to me because, I mean, I've always been a lover of Gucci. Me too. I liked I've them a lot always... more when Tom Ford was in charge. When Tom yeah, Ford was yeah, in charge. Because yeah, the last couple, yeah. yeah, I think that was his last one. Spring 2012, Tom Ford. That probably was my everything. Yeah, and people don't know. Like, like Tom that was my Ford, everything. <laughs> Tom Ford was with Gucci since the 90s. Exactly. And you know, was, as so, soon as he left, I mean, granted, that was my favorite collection. Yeah. I think it got, I like the fact that they, to me, they started to cater to African Americans a little bit yeah. more. It was a little bit more urban. But that 2012 one, that last one he did. Yeah, phenomenal. It was, it was beautiful. It was like, phenomenal. he was using all those twisted silks. Phenomenal. And, and then it was he even. Yeah, that was big old gold, like metal uh, belts and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, this nigga yeah. is snapping right now. You know what was crazy? Because it was something, it reminded me. <laughs> He did something like it's similar. Like, if you want to look it up, I can't remember. It was like 94, 95, and 96. Mm -hmm. He did these simple, like, white gowns, and they had, like, cutouts around, like, the hip area with, like, gold. Like, Tom Ford is just, like, the gold (laughs) of when it comes to, like, design, honestly. I see why he wants to do his own thing, though, but. Yeah, nah, seriously. (laughs) Like, Tom Ford is really, really 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 dope honestly but um no like gucci going back to gucci and the ad with the sweater um as soon as i saw it i was pissed um i thought of um if you go on my instagram i put like i put three photos up it was a photo of the sweater a photo of the ad of of them you know i guess uh putting out the apology and then i put a comparison um because it immediately had me think of the um actors in the 1800s when they used to paint their face oil paint to emulate slaves or african-americans and i'm like this is a direct shot like how did and to top it off you know you guys just did um they brought dapper dan back on and a lot of people don't even that's a brand extension now yeah but also too the backstory with that dapper dan first off and and because dapper dan if you ever ask me who who is someone i want to be or of of course like i look up to my grandfather but as far as someone who who i feel like made a defining moment with like an error and everything mm-hmm. dapper dan he just put up a post too today yeah saying today that saying that gucci is, is coming, coming yep. first of all Come people don't community. understand if you look back like my dad um, my dad had a, a, a jacket from Dapper Dan back in the 80s. Um, I had like a matching one. It was like a his and his type of thing. But, um, you know, a lot of these brands, like when you when it comes to like that, that uh, genre, urban couture, they developed that from Dapper Dan. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't know this yeah, too. He got sued by all of these people. Yeah. In the '80s, that's why he went away for a while, and then Gucci hired him back. After you they know, did that Beyonce jacket, right, the people right, started like right. paying homage to what exactly, he got exactly. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy, you but you bring this guy back, and then you do a piece disrespecting, like you know, it's it's just crazy, you know. But um, I respect the fact how immediately he took a stand, mm-hmm. you know, like for the industry, for his people. Cause I feel like that's what we have to do. Like we have to be willing to like take a loss, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, you know, is the disrespect greater than what's to come in the long run? You know, like is, is a couple of dollars, you know, and, and I mean, by all means, we're not talking about a couple of dollars here. We're talking about millions, <laughs> millions of dollars, you know, but like the money that you're going to get for the now, is it going to be more important than what you can get, you know, later? I, you know, we're so dope. And when we think about, you know, and this is going to sound superficial, but what the hell, when you think of like uh, Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, 
they were okay with fighting a fight that would probably be more beneficial for later generations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like us as people we're so we're so like stuck in self and thinking about like, okay, like this disrespected me or what does this what is this going to bring me rather than, okay, when my children are in this position or when my grandchildren are in this position, I'm gonna make so they're set up in the you know, they don't even have to go through what we did. And I feel like right. if we if we get that mentality back, you know, the fight would really be, it, it, we would win, you know, rather than, you know, us, we feel like, okay, like Gucci is a, is a, is a household name. They have all this money, you know, F it. People are going to wear it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing my Gucci shades on today. Or rather than saying like, okay, I'm not wearing this stuff until I feel like this brand is really Thanks. respecting us again. Right. You know, and yeah, I you probably because I was at first I was like I'm gonna burn my Gucci bag, but then I'm like I ain't gonna burn it. Yeah, I'm you probably leave it up in the closet. And, right, right. <laughs> I don't you know, but, that much anyway, you know, though. just wait and just wait. You yeah. know, like sometimes you know pieces will, will be dope later anyway. Right. You know, so but um, I don't believe we should just be quiet, not say anything, and just allow. You know, I, I even when I went to work, when that thing, uh, you know, came out, I think I was ready that day for right. somebody to ask me a question. I wouldn't say too sensitive, but um, it's almost like we're too scared to take a stance. Like you know, like you, know, it's nothing for someone that you, you know, like no, don't don't talk about that like that you know like i'm here like you know however you may feel you know for example you know and going back to you just touch on work um when i'm at work i'm probably like the only young african-american on my floor with like a team full of you know (laughs) jewish women you know uh and or 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 white males you know and you know i come to work and first, of all, first, first of all, it, it, before I get, get to work, I pray. Um, right. And because I know I'm up against something that's way stronger than me. And I know clearly God did not see it fit to put me in this position just for myself. I feel like it, I'm there. You know, it's, it's a new position for the store. It's only two years old. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm like one of the first African-American young black boys who's not even 30 in the role doing it. That's what's up. You know, someone's going to write about me someday. someday. I don't care what no one says, you know. So I need to come in here, you know, and and really, like, play this role right. But every every, I I refuse for someone to disrespect my people. Absolutely. You know, and um, it wasn't a a conversation that came up. But um, people do get profiled at my job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every so often I have to, like, check people, you know, because it's like oh, you'll yeah. be surprised. Like sometimes, you know, for example, uh, I remember one, one of my clients was with me and uh, a lot of people didn't know who she was. And I'm not going to throw names out there. She's a very prominent person in the industry. Okay. Very prominent. She's been on the scene for years um but when she first started shopping with me maybe like a year and a half ago um and people didn't know who she was people i remember people in the store didn't know who she right, was right okay. people in the store didn't I, I exerted a lot of energy that day mm-hmm. and they're like okay who is this girl i knew who she was, was i wasn't saying like, anything like was it mama june right right <laughs> you know and i mean granted at the end then everyone was looking at me when i had like damn near a ten thousand dollars sale with her mm-hmm. but you know 
it doesn't matter. You know, we cannot profile. Nowadays, millionaires wear jeans, sneakers, and t-shirts in New Balance. Facts. And you be know, right on the train. Right. Right on the train with you. Yep. You know, you never know who these people are. You know, not everybody is walking around with security guards. You know, so we, I feel like, you know, that, that definitely was a time where I really just had to, like, you know, just really put on for my people. And, right. you know, and that's something that I have no problem doing. I don't feel like you have to you know, command it and say, you know, how dare you don't ever, you know, not that type of thing, but let it show in your work. You know, I'm, I'm someone who's never late. I never call out. I'm the, I'm the most stylish on the job or I do, you know, and I let my, I let that speak for who I am, you know, and people will tell you down to like the store manager, the head store manager of the store, you know, and I'm talking about Bloomingdale's 59th Street. This is a flagship store, knows my name, gives me high five on the escalator, asks me how my day is going, you know, so people are watching, right. you know, so I feel like when you're someone who is, who is not scared to take that stance and be that uh that example or be that ambassador rather like you know slowly but surely things will happen for you you may not you know knock down you know doors upon doors but slowly but surely like you know you may turn the doorknob you may get the door peek open you know and you may be there you know at the end when the door is fully open you know and if that's something that i have to do i have to be like you know the per the person who goes first and then as I get older, I see that next generation behind me, by all means. Like, that's just, you know, you got to be comfortable being different pieces of the puzzle. And, and you know, understanding that everyone's not going to be in charge or doing, you know, that type of things. And that's what I try to really keep in mind, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. We do got a question out here, too. Oh, yeah, I got a question? Mm-hmm. How can you self-educate yourself on the industry and not get caught up in the narrative of what the European stigma is when it comes to fashion? Um, that's I was, I've been looking at it for a second. I ain't got an answer. Um, <laughs> How can you educate yourself? Read? Well, you I read. would say... <laughs> you can read. I would say, well, first off, like, one, let's not think, you know the European way, the black way, the way, let's just, let's start off by saying like, you know, the professional way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, that's another bad stigma that we do like, uh, this is for white people or this is for black people, this is for Asians and no, this is for people. Like, you know. I do think that some European brands though, they cater to that European market. Oh, like, no, they don't for sure. To Americans, for you know? sure, you know, and I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's again. That's another catch like twenty two. Right. When you think of it, like you know, when you when you come out with a brand and you have a target market and you have something that you're trying to cater to, right. it's very difficult for you to say I'm going to do a zero through twenty two for sure. Right. You know, unless you really, you know, you you have a group of girls who's really skinny, some girls who's carvaceous, some who, you know, and you're really trying to create something that marries something for everyone. Right. Like I I don't I really can't think of a company that has really like wholeheartedly all around do that um you know but i think what you can do honestly is think of what you want to do think of what your goal is and and find out what the criteria for that stuff is and start studying you know nowadays you you don't have to just go to the classroom you can literally look on youtube for diy you know tutorials 
you know, to start off with. So, you know, if you want to go to FIT, take a few certificate courses, you know, um, that's somewhere, you know, you don't have to, for example, go head on, uh, be in an environment that's like, you know, all white, you know, I don't, I don't right. feel like anything is all European now, you know, when right. you, but there's some, um, not just European, but I guess like when it comes to your target market, there are brands that cater to certain, like, I mean, like FUBU was one, it was right. for us, Fubu, buyers, for us uh, buyers, you, you got know, a lot of these, like African, like African brands that, you know, they do a lot of like, ain't nobody people walking around with that on, like right. they, they cater right. to Africans no, or people for of, like sure. African descent. You know, or even when you think of like, you know, even me, I'm a slim and slender guy. Right. If I'm, if I'm going to shop at, you know, somewhere like let's let's think of uh, there's a brand at my store, Suit Supply. Suit mm -hmm. Supply is like a is like a London based, I believe, uh, tailored type of aesthetic. You know, so when I'm there, you know, I have to like maybe size up. Right. You know, because it, it, it so it's it, it happens. You know, I think you know, I I think if you keep in mind for what you want to do with your company. And you keep that, and you don't bend or fold for no one. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to be that person Fact. who's just going to introduce it. You know, there's a lot of people that we know, independent designers who we've encountered in different shows that's trying to do it. Right. A you lot know, of the people I feel like we know, like they, they're right. Their clientele is black. Right. Their like, clientele is definitely black. black. You and know, if we, if I, there's another, there's a gentleman. You know who? Another friend of mine, Nini Solero, mm -hmm. just as pop. Oh, he's very, very, yeah. very popular. You know, he's from Brooklyn. Shout mm -hmm. out to Nini, um, Nathaniel, rather. That's my dude. But anyway, his 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 clientele, black. black. You know, mm -hmm. African American women. Do you think we're not exposing ourselves enough? Like we gotta, because I used to work for this lady. I was feel she like told it's me exposure. that you have to put yourself in situations that you are uncomfortable with or situations oh, sure. that you feel like you don't need to be there. She for felt sure. like she, like, and she, she moved here from Chicago. This is a yeah. white girl. Yeah. But she was Polish. She's Polish. Uh -huh. Moved here from Chicago, decided, like, that she wanted to start a fashion brand and stuff like that. But what she did was, like, she was a waitress, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like she used to know, like, well, all these high-end people coming in here and stuff like that. So she started going to the places where they hang out at. Right, When yes. she wasn't at work. Yes, And talking yes. to people and For meeting sure. people. So she For said, sure. you have to make yourself, she always told me, you got to make yourself a global citizen. No, You can't just For stick sure. to the places and things you For like sure. to hang out to. For you got to sure. go out Definitely. and put yourself out there. And yeah. I was just like. Yeah, sometimes yeah, you got to take I'm, a I still don't do that. Sometimes though. this is New I York. Try. This is New York City. I mean, for example, you have a fashion show on the street. You can get a couple of girlfriends, you know, put on yourself. You hop out the car and you do a flash mob show, you know, yes. in the middle of the, uh, Times Square, and there you go, boom! You just hit a demographic that you wouldn't normally hit versus just posting your stuff on Instagram, you know. Where but most if, of your high school friends, right? And your you know, but if you, your family but follow you, you can't. And and that's it. And and I totally agree with that. You, if you are expecting to do greater, you cannot keep on doing mediocre, mediocre things. Right. You know, you have to invest and and take that leap of faith, take that investment. You know, whether it's like cold calls and buyers, right? You know, or, or even you know with yourself, like you know, you sacrificing a, a, a weave for a month or two, you know, and you putting it into yourself. 
and getting yourself manufactured and you know Thanks. then putting it out there you know that's listen that's something i did you know, I got, I got a job also to, yes, supply myself, but also supply my brand. Right. You know, because I knew, okay, hey, nobody doesn't want to give this black boy money. I'll give myself money. Right. You know, and now, <laughs> and now, you know, keep on meeting clients who actually respect me for what I know. You know, sometimes you have to step away from where you from where you are from. Get perfect strangers who don't know you mm -hmm. from scratch to appreciate you then come back to where you where you're from and then you'll be appreciated. I feel like that we, that's not just with fashion. We can think of a few things where people did that and you know things work better for them that way. You know, even like you, you're not from here. Right. You know, you took a leap of faith. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know right. if I can move to California. I took it, but I still feel like nothing. I have the same type of clientele here though too. And then even now I have switched over but I can I'm tell you what I did do though. I switched over now where like I still will do my brand, but I'm only doing outerwear and handbags. So right. I'm putting my focus into my whole consulting business, which is helping other designers get their lines off the ground. Yeah. So, so far, most of my clients have been black. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't found this little section on Craigslist called Gigs. And if you click on it, you can go to creative. It's always somebody looking to start something. Really? It's so many people on there. It's like, oh, I'm trying to start a fashion line. I need help and stuff like that. So right. now I have diversified my clientele. I've worked with um, an Asian guy. I've worked with like an Indian guy. Now right, I'm working right. like with another woman that um, is in Brooklyn. She owns Brooklyn Haberdashery. And, you know, she's dope, a white dope, woman. So dope. now, but I'm that's because of these people putting too. out ads on, but I had to go out and seek them. I'm like, yeah. I got to open it up because it's a lot of people out here who probably want to start fashion brands. But don't even know how to get started. Yeah, but no, I gotta go, for sure. I gotta go find them. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I, I mean, my cards up in the and I feel district. like that's like half the battle. Mm -hmm. Wanting to do something and not knowing how. Not half the battle. That that that's like the main issue with a lot of people. I would say like in the last five years with entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, mm -hmm. people want to do it. They have the. It's not, and that's crazy when you think of it. Like. It's almost like Oprah needs to just come into like the neighborhood and just like <laughs> give money because it's, people. It's it's not that we don't want to work. We just don't have the resources. We just don't have the resources. Right. So it's like when you think about it, it's like okay, like you know, you know what else too? What would help? We need to also help each other more. Oh yeah, just like I give what out you free advice all the time. Right, I you know, giving right, out free right, advice. right, exactly. I don't charge for that, like, because I know, met. I think I met with some girls. They put up a list uh, ad on Craigslist. Reach out to them. Um, they were looking for a sewer, but I reached out to them regardless. Like, I'm probably not finna sew all this stuff, but I could probably help them anyway. Yeah. So I met up with them and stuff like that, and I talked to them, and they're, you know, trying to get their line off the ground, but they can't afford to do all these different things. And I was just like, well, just come on Friday to the garment district with me. I'll take you to meet all the manufacturers. I'll take you to meet pattern yeah. makers, graders, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much is that? I'm like, that don't cost nothing for me to show you resources, right. you know? Right. And that helps out the businesses that I love to work with because the garment right. district is a great place to make stuff, opposed to sending shit over to China. Yeah. Yeah. which I am like anti-China. Yeah. Anti and, and I mean, I feel like, but... and again, I feel like you can only do that because you're an individual who's comfortable within yourself. And when you learn that people can't, you see, like when, when I got to the, the point in life where it's like, you can't, you can copy me, you can you can take my idea, but you can't take me the Facts. willpower to work it. You know, so so I can I can give you a couple of gems that maybe have not worked for me or that may have worked for me mm -hmm. that can help you out. You know, right now, and it's nothing to do that. You know, other other ethnicities do it. Mm -hmm. It's just 
us right. that have issues with helping, uh, you know, well, us. As I started a what you call it too. It's called Black Girls Designer. Uh, I don't know what we call it. I call it like the club, Black Girls Designer Club. Kind of like a union maybe? Yeah, and okay. it's 19 of us. It's mm-hmm. all, we're in a group message and we all do help each other. Yeah. Like it's all it's all black women in a message. And then one girl put in the other day that somebody- and that's powerful. Somebody uh, wanted to her to make bridesmaid dresses and the budget was $300. Mm-hmm. Every single person comments it like yo this is what you need to do have your contracts in order have them only do half of your fitness like and it was so much love like in the feed right, and stuff like right, that right. she was like oh my god like i just love this group i love everything about it or whatever and half of us have not even met each other because when i do like the little designer brunch give or take i might get eight people to show up right if that just because people's schedules are so mm-hmm. busy and entrepreneurial yeah. but you're talking about women that don't even know each other don't have a face to a face and then everybody just in there like encouraging like that's congratulations amazing. like that's amazing doing brides and doing yeah. like that is a big ass deal just make sure you got your ducks in a row and everybody yeah. giving like their advice on price and that makes everything. you feel good knowing that you're not the the only person you know looking crazy out here trying to achieve the same goal meeting yeah. someone with the same vision as you it's 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 calming, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's calming. It's, you know, it's it's hard, you know, and um, definitely I'm, I'm happy you started something like that for real because I feel like uh, we don't stand together enough as a people. And mm-hmm. I really believe, you know, when we understand that, like, we're more stronger together mm-hmm. rather than my brand is doper than yours right. because I did this and I chose... It's closed. Yeah. It's, it's closed. That's how I feel. And I love it's, that about it. Like, everybody always, like, trying to help the next person, like, within the group. Right. I love it. Right. I love it. I'm right. like, come on, black girl, and, sign us. Right. And, you know, and, <laughs> I'm, and I've Let's always been like, other. and that's how it should be, you know? Like, and when you think about it, when you're working on the street, you know, even today, like, I have a suit that I made, but my shirt is Zara, my shoes is ASOS. You're never wearing one brand. Right. No one's going to just wear... I got on wear... the runway because I didn't feel like make... I ain't feel like making that. Exactly. I wanted to go rent some right. shit. And, and my it, friend worked right. there, and so and I could rip Right, and in the jacket, you made it. Right. <laughs> I made so, the jacket, right. Exactly. So you're not... It's okay. Shaquana said, hey, Tyrone. It's okay. Hey, what's up, boo? <laughs> it's, it's okay for someone to have my jacket on, mm-hmm. maybe, like... A pair, you know, Nini that I just mentioned, his pants, or maybe like a shirt from you, mm-hmm. or like you know something from Quana too. Like you, you know, right, like it's from Quana like, too, right? right. <laughs> you know, like that. How about like I would love to see, you know, and I wanted to do this a long time ago. Someone needs to do. Let's do a shoot together, collaborating with different looks and put the looks together rather than trying to do like okay, like this person did this Mm -hmm. and then he got this amount of hits. I promise you, we're stronger together. You know. So if anybody, if anybody wants to collab with me after this, I'm putting it out there. You know. If anybody wants to meet up discussions i feel like moving forward for 2019 mm-hmm. it needs to be more unity on the scene except especially in new york city because we're powerful out mm-hmm. here and people need to know who we are you know and Facts. with my seven thousand followers you're a certain amount of followers we got, got ten thousand, <laughs> but that's ten thousand people right true that we true. didn't have individually facts you know whether whether if it's my seven Mm -hmm. or your seven or my three and your seven it's Mm -hmm. still ten True. You, you, why? Shaquana said, I'm down. How many she got? Throw, See? Throw exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and, and, like, really, like, for real, and I'm really not doing this, like, for show, for camera, guys. Like, anyone who knows me will tell you I am a genuine 
person at heart. That's why I've been, you know, off the scene for two years, but, you know, I'm still relevant, right. you know, <laughs> but I, I, I'm just, you know, cool, cool in my lane. I haven't made something, I haven't made nothing for anyone else in a very long time. Girl, it's, been, it's, it's been a it's, while. Last time I made something was 2016. I made, that was the last custom piece right, I made. Right, right. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I can't do this shit no more. Yeah, and it was just, <laughs> I just made, like, this suit was probably about a part of two more suits that I, three more suits that I did. Yeah. And I did it because they changed my uniform at work. And I'm like, well, shoot, like, I'm friends with some buyers. Who knows if somebody will want my... That's right, honestly why I started facts. wearing my stuff. But also, too, I'm like, listen, like, why? let me get out of this funk that I'm in. You know, it's cheaper for me to make it anyway. She's trying to say so, he's so genuine. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just started sewing myself. And then everyone's like, yo, we need a line from you. Ty, we need you to do this. We need you to do... And guys, I have it coming... You know, I, j I just told my girlfriend today I need to split myself into two people. I was just, that was my next <laughs> question. Do you prefer collection or custom? And how do you feel the industry is changing when it comes to, like, customization? Um, I would say I value, I love custom, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love a custom piece, something one-on-one. But I feel like there's something about a designer's collection. Like when it's you them. really you're right when yep. you when you when you got a mood when you got a story yep. you got a color palette you got you got fat when you giving me when you give me a story you give me a moment you got me you got I'm your fan give me you a know moment. so I feel like moment. right give me a moment so I feel like yeah you know for the Grammys or Met Gala okay cool custom one on one we already know we're gonna Absolutely. get you know look with that but I'm there's something about a collection like you you you. I feel like, like I as, get it. right, you and us as eclectic artists type of people, it's very hard for people to understand us. So I feel like that is the time where you are like the most vulnerable. People are in your closet, they are in your drawers, like you know, and they're looking, and it, and it's dope because you you give it all, you know, right. and and I feel like there's nothing, there's nothing like that. There's there's nothing like that you know like i feel like any show whether it's um down to like a high school fashion show or something a part of new york fashion week i feel like you will always see me looking and i'm always paying attention and then i'm always gonna want to talk to the designer and know like what made you do this or what you know because it's, it's dope you know what inspires you, what inspires you mm -hmm. you know what keeps you going this is not something that you can do if you're not inspired Facts. you know so when like I inspiration i gotta go to the museum I right gotta go for a walk. exactly you gotta, I gotta go, go to a park. right like you know like were, were you at the met were you at the guggenheim did you go to the whitney did you go to tanzania whatever the hell you decide to do right put me on so you can take me there put me on a trip take me with you and if you did that then i feel like you then did I can your see job it in the clothing, so right and i can see it in the clothing i see it in the fabric and you don't have to tell me and i know like you know like i remember when i did um my last show i did was brooklyn fashion week um and it was out here in brooklyn and um it was crazy because literally uh <laughs> I believe a lot of people like 
take things from me, but whatever. <laughs> this is before Black Panther, um, and I did. I wanted to do this black royalty type of like collection, and I saw um, Game of Thrones got inspired. I love their aesthetic, love their clothing. Took it, married it, made something. I feel like everyone's always talking about that mm -hmm. you know but it was something where i really you know embodied everything my senior collection you know it was something where i took material i tie dyed it uh you know distress it was called under pressure mm -hmm. it was something at the time a lot of people didn't know when i went to design school i was homeless like really? living out of my car you know and like i said i'm i'm, I'm from a pro i'm from the projects you right. know so like i i know all about the struggle so i really you know took that whole struggle that grunge dirty you know created some material and then created something nice for like my now where i was going you know and i married like that hard and soft and I created something and I feel like I gave people a story like and I feel like that's always your goal as a designer you know it's like is to tell a story so you know that custom stuff okay cool it's dope to know you can do 19 pleats and do all this other stuff but give me a story facts give okay. me a story okay give me a story give me a story what are your thoughts about like genderless clothing, like androgyny? I had to do a, I don't, I thought about this because I'm like. Um, I think it's kind of dope, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I have a lot of um, models, a lot of friends who are really like adopted like that whole look and mm -hmm. really. You could do really do that with tailoring too. You did, really. bad in a suit. Yeah, no, bad for real. And I've suit. really, you know, uh, there's a lot of. You know, men who are in a lifestyle, again, that is not mine, but who are able to really, like, marry, you know, this woman. It's really, like, amazing to me. Like, uh, so um, I, I think it's dope. Um, and also, too, because a lot of my stuff, especially, like, my outerwear is like non-conforming when it comes right. to like genders so like i'm i'm with it i feel like it's creating like a lane that just you know is i'm with it right you and know ain't i'm, women I'm with it. like i was i'm doing i'm my this once i get my life together yeah <laughs> which i work it out uh -huh. i'm like i said i'm only doing jackets and outerwear and i want to do a lot of them so that they are genderless so i yeah. want to make sure i do colors that men and women because i don't know how many times like guys and my guy friends act like when are you gonna do men's this when are you gonna do men's that and i'm like i'm working on it right but since i'm only gonna do outerwear from now on i'm like oh yeah i can definitely do you some can best, definitely some do coats, something some everything and i can do some things that are genderless alone i'm doing bags but you know i'm doing like handbags and clutches and stuff exactly. too i'm like every wear, guy needs man, a, i always need bag. a good portfolio exactly. Totally. You know, so there's always stuff that you can do, and it's mm -hmm. okay. I feel like fashion, that's what's so good. Like, you know, fashion should have no labels, no labels, no genders. You know, Prince wore heels. He definitely did. You, you know, like, straight. come on. <laughs> he like, had all the bitches. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, listen, like, he I feel like when we, when we get all these stigmas, all these, like, you got to be this way and in order for me to receive you and just... Just allow people to be who they are, you know, create some dope looks and um, and just like keep fashion going and keep fashion. You know, it, it, when it's boring, it's, it's dead. Nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. But right. now I feel like the reason why fashion is becoming so popular is a lane for everyone. You have so many types of brands. You have the brands who are who are geared towards feminists, brands who are non-gender conforming. You have just you know, so let's just all have fun, you know. So I'm I'm definitely with it. I think it's dope, especially if you do it right. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm one of a friend of mine's. He did this look, 
and he's very slim, but his bone structures is on point. The, the Hit it. Suit, <laughs> um, the lighting was crazy, mm -hmm. crazy waist belt. Something I would never do, but I appreciated the hell out of it. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it's something where, you know, it, 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 it got my attention and honestly wanted me i wanted to do a, a some other stuff behind it but mm -hmm. you know i feel like fashion should have you do that you know if me as a designer it you, you should feel something right from it. Like I it has to be like an something. emotional attachment. exactly to it. like you know if i if i if i'm like no i i, I if i'm if my reaction is i'm not about to go to my machine mm -hmm. and do something that counteracts or you know get me then you then you didn't do your job you know Facts. so and i feel like if you if you have me like that then you did your job you know and every now and again you know with this break i've been on i've seen i see what people are doing and i'm telling you they got me i'm like listen i need to go to my machine right and see if i can still you know put something together or something like that you know, but um, nah, for sure, for sure, I love it. I think it's, I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Gotcha. So my last question before we wrap up is like, what advice would you give to aspiring designers? Um, like that, if you could give them one thing that they need to know, what would that be? I would say, um, uh, the main thing, and um, my my pastor said this today in church: trust the process, whatever it is. Um, whatever, 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 whatever is going to be, you know, whether you're going to be a struggling designer who's, you know, sewing in their living room and then, you know, a celebrity is going to slide in your DMs and then that's when you're going to get your break or someone's going to see you at a show. But trust the process, whatever it is, be okay with setbacks, be okay with maybe in your mind, it, it didn't work out in, in your timing, but I'm telling you, like when when we understand destiny, timing, faith, life as a whole gets easier. Mm -hmm. So I feel like trusting the process and being okay with that, with whatever it may be. You you, I'm telling you, life will get harder, and you'll you'll be okay. And and be comfortable with who you are. You know, like be comfortable. You know, being different. You know, like like you said in the in the beginning, I'm so different, and I've always been comfortable with that. Right. You know, I've never I've never tried to change to fit the mold of people. I may try to change who I am to better myself, you know, or or to correct some things that may make me. But I've never tried to change who I am as an individual. Right. So you know, trust the process and never change for no one, for sure. I feel like those are the two main things you know that you can like really like remain and keep and they'll definitely like help you along the way for sure gotcha okay well tell everybody where they can find you at well okay guys you can definitely follow me on instagram uh, my instagram handle is tyran marquise um no sorry guys mr pocket square <laughs> um okay so i'm about to we're about to i, I want you guys to follow everything so my uh my collections handle is Tyran Marquise. That's T Y R A N M A R Q U I S. It's just my name. And then another page you guys can follow is Mr. Pocket Square. That's just my personal Instagram page, and it's M R P O C K E T 
S Q U A R E, um, Mr. Pocket Square. Um, so definitely follow me. Um, I'll follow you guys back. I like things back. Um, if you guys want to, you know, slide in my DMs for some more advice for sure, I'll definitely, as you guys see, I'm a talker. So I'll definitely be <laughs> that person who will help you out for sure. You're the perfect person to have on the podcast because I've interviewed some people and I like had to like continuously continue. Like, no, I'm a talker. I'm like, interviewing you. You're supposed to be answering these questions. No, like Tyran, cut it short. That's it. You had an hour. No, no, no I'm not good. person. We ain't even near yet. No, we're not there. Six <laughs> minutes in, guys. Six minutes in. I was I like, good. It. Because one, the one time I did, when I was like, oh my gosh, she, the questions I was asking her and they was just like, when I tell you it was so damn short and we talked a little bit about race too and I'm just like, girl, elaborate, elaborate, yeah. elaborate. <laughs> but I held it down. But that show it ended up being that long. But I'm also going to make sure I put all of uh, Tyran's contact info in the show notes. I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. You got anything else you want to say? Anything you want to promote? Um, I just, uh, I just appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it being um invited on the show. Um, I haven't. I've been real. Um, quiet. I am. The, I'm. I'm the, about to make a comeback, guys. I'm Come telling on now. You, Come um, on now. <laughs> by the end of this year, I'm actually. Um, I actually put this announcement out there. This is out, announcement hasn't been out in the public. I'm offer. I'm opening a styling boutique in Queens. Yes. Congratulations. Um, it's going to be in Hollis, Queens. Um, it's another area where I used to sew out of for a number of years. I'm opening another shop out there, but my aunt. Her name is Deb the Barber. Shout out to Deb the Barber. Um, she gave me some extra space of hers to do some damage in the neighborhood. So basically, it's going to be a styling center where you girls can girls and guys can come, you know, um, get styled from head to toe the night of. You know, you can come in there and get your oh, outfit, like get your hair done. We're going to have um, traveling artists in. It's definitely going to be a grand opening that's um, going to happen. So I'm opening that soon, and I'm definitely coming out with another collection before the year's over. So um You heard it here first. Yeah. You yeah, heard a, it here coming first. Coming out of hiding. I'm coming out of this uh this long sleep I've been in. You know, everybody else, I I, I don't know, I gave you guys a head start. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> it's not a competition. Yes! But um no, for real, you guys are gonna really see something from me. Um I think I've been quiet for so long, but um I think I've become so different. Like I started my company when I was twenty one. I'm twenty eight now, you know, so it's so much that I have learned and there's so much that I'm trying to do. But, um, you know, like I said, I want to be the next Dapper Dan, like the, the next Ralph Lauren from New York City. I want yes. people to really know who I am and I'm, I'm not stopping until I get there, so. Yes, see that's why this episode is called My Fashion Life with Tyran Marquise. <laughs> this is why, <laughs> less is why. But thank you guys for tuning in. This episode will uh, be aired on Wednesday. And we will see you all soon. Bye. Thank you, guys. See Thank you. you.